Welcome to Locked On Badgers, your daily source for everything that's happening with the Wisconsin Badgers sports landscape. I'm your co-host, Ryan, joined as always by the unconquerable Mr. Justin Jolka, both longtime Badgers podcasters. Uh, really great show for everyone today, uh, so we're going to jump right in. We're going to talk legacy. Where does Brad Davidson fit into the Wisconsin basketball legacy? The stats kind of paint a picture of an all-time great almost. We're not sure if we agree with that. Uh, we're also going to go into the Big Ten basketball tournament. Where's Wisconsin in the bracket? When do they play? Who might they play? And honestly, does it even matter? Is, is it all just a prelude to what's really coming up in March? So all of that today, uh, all of that and more on today's Locked On Badgers. As always, thank you for making Locked On Badgers your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, Justin, let's get into this. Um, I want to kick this to you to start. Brad Davidson's legacy as a Wisconsin Badgers basketball player. Where does he fit? What is his legacy? I think that we would probably put him as one of the more notable Wisconsin players in history. Does that mean he's somewhat unheralded? I don't think it makes him one of the best Badgers. However, it does make him one of the most recognizable and productive players. In, in Wisconsin history, it's, it's hard to not take a look at the accumulated, accumulated stats and say that this guy did not have an impact on the program. Um, would I put him up there with the top players? No, there is just the way the impact that those players had on a game is just different. Like I, I take a look at if you if you're an all American type player, that means that you're the first person that's on that that scouting report. I don't think Brad Davison was ever the first person that other teams looked at, unless it was to point out his defense. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I do want to throw some numbers out here. It's just cumulative. Now, he obviously played five years and played yeah. a lot for five years, right? Because he had the super, the super senior year. Uh, 154 career games, 1,700 points, uh, 550 rebounds, 5,000 minutes, 300 assists, uh, and three blocks, by the way. Over the course of five years, he had three blocks. Um, that puts him all-time – First in games played in Wisconsin basketball history, all-time first in minutes, ninth all-time in assists, first all-time in fouls, which should be of no of no surprise to anybody, <laughs> um, and first all-time in not only made threes but attempted threes, right? So from a statistical profile, he, if you just looked at those numbers and didn't have any names assigned to it, that, that's kind of a, a, a legendary statistical profile. Nobody's played more. Nobody's made more threes. And then he's, he's in the top 10 in a smattering of other categories, steals, assists, free throw percentage, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I agree with you. Like he, he's just below that tier of, of mm-hmm. great Wisconsin players. Well, here, here's a, here's a way to look at it. Would you put Bronson Koenig on as one of the Badger greats? No, neither would I. And Davison just barely jumped ahead of him in terms of the statistical three point leader. Um, I, I, they're different players, so I don't really want to compare them all around. I think Davison was a much better defender than Koenig was. Um, but that's, they're kind of in that same tier, right? With Wisconsin players where it's like, they're really good here, but they weren't necessarily somebody that was like the focal point of the team. Mm. Can I make the argument that he had more memorable moments? I mean, I know Koenig oh, yeah. hit that giant three against Xavier to, to beat, you know, Xavier in the, the round of 32, but there's been so many, I would say this, let me rephrase that a different way. He's not a great all-time player in terms of his impact. I do think Brad Davison is probably a great all-time player in terms of how much we're going to remember him, how much he gave the program. I, I get what you're saying. And I think with the way you're trying to look at it is a little bit more of a, in terms of 
his moments. Brad mm-hmm. Davison was responsible for more big moments than, than Bronson Koenig. And I agree with that. He definitely was. He had, you know, he was a catalyst in so many games for like yep. defensive things that happened. He but hit some moments. absolutely huge shots. Yes. Hit some absolutely huge shots and, you know, just more polarizing than, than Koenig was, you know, it, I, from my perspective, I think he was a really, really good player, but I don't think that I'd put him on, you know, he's not on the, the Mount Rushmore. And I, I hate when people do that because it's like, you're kind of limiting yourself and it like, you get to those top players, you're splitting hairs, right? You have a bunch of players out there that you're looking at that is like the top 10 is not that far. You know, you might have the top three having like a a gap between everybody else, Mm -hmm. But you typically don't go four or five deep, at least not in, in you know the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. And that's that's for any program. Like we go into Duke and stuff like that, they're going to have probably three guys that were much more productive than than the other greats that have been in their program. There probably isn't there. There probably isn't a. I don't want to use the word grittier, maybe, but I mean he's he's been as gritty and as much of a winner as we've we've ever seen in Wisconsin. I mean, Bob, you put other players in that list, like Gossers and those kind of guys, but Davidson Mike Kelly. Is, Mike Kelly, I mean, there's been several in that group, but he's at the top of that list as well. Just a dude who gave everything to the program. And then um, I wanted to just throw a couple of these moments back to you. I'll always remember his freshman year, right, where he his shoulder, you know, dislocated multiple times. And he would go into the locker room, pop it in and come back out and play. Mm-hmm. Right. And then hit a giant shot like he did that against Michigan State as a freshman, like total just gutso. And then there's the game, uh, I think it was NC State, right, where he set up and took the, the game-winning charge to force an NC yeah. State turnover when they're throwing the ball in the box. Like, he, he got killed for that on social media, but it was a brilliant play. It was. And that was like the epitome of Brad Davison. Listen, I, I don't have an issue with what he was good at. It's kind of ridiculous that people were, were bashing him for that. It's like it's part of the game, and it, it to be quite honest, it should be more effective than what it is. Like I get why people don't want it called because they don't like the fact that it's kind of taking offense away from the game. But you know what? I would prefer to have five good defenders on the floor that are capable of causing problems for an offense than have a bunch of guys who are out there playing street ball and just throwing up bad shots. Mm. You know, you don't have, you don't have to be one or the other. Like you can be good offensively and still a gritty, tough defender. Yep. And that's, and that's, listen, that's Brad Davidson, like gritty, Mm -hmm. tough defender, right? That's a dude who, he, he could have played in the nineties. He could have played in the eighties. Yeah. I mean, in college, I mean, we're not talking, yeah. but like, that's a dude whose whose game would have played in all the tough man eras of basketball. Right. Yeah. And it's a dude, you don't see that as much in a, in a soft, let's just face it. It's a softer version of basketball that's played nowadays. It is. And he's a throwback, right? He's a middle linebacker oh, for sure. in today's spread offenses playing. Um, let me do a quick name association with you. Then we, we'll move on to some other segments. You would take Brad Davidson or Trayvon Hughes. I would take Davison. I think offensively, there are some things Hughes you could you could say he was okay. better at, but I think Davison overall is better. Davison or Flowers? Probably Davison because he did it longer. But I okay. think I think it's pretty obvious that Flowers was a much better defender overall because he he was beyond the block the charge calls. He was a lockdown straight up defender. Okay, no, that's fair. All right, um, anything else you want to pick up on on Brad Davison before we kind of move on? No, I, I think that says it pretty well. I think we have him pegged roughly where he probably is in Badger history, which is a very, very good player for his duration here. And he will be celebrated. He's just not necessarily going to be in that Kaminsky, Devin Harris echelon of players. 
All right. With that, we're going to, we'll be right back. We're going to take a look into the uh, big 10 tournament bracket and uh, our view on this might surprise you a little bit, but first this episode is brought to you by stat hero. I am looking forward to March Madness for the first time I have really in a couple of years here. It's been a while since I last did a bracket and I'm really looking forward to it. And part of the reason I am is because some of the options that are available and stat hero is a big, big opportunity for that. Uh, looking at stat hero, they offer options for NCAA single game pickums, and they give you the opportunity to not necessarily even pick it, having to pick a team. You can actually pick a star player and do a hybrid fantasy and sports gambling setup for that particular player matchup, rather than having to pick the teams in general. Uh, it gives you a chance to take control back from the handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. You get the opportunity to start focusing on players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, and funky props. They simply post sets of players for you to take on gone with a set of players you choose from and stat heroes is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports fix the simple sleek gameplay play will have you playing in minutes and this is the the way daily fantasy was meant to be in that regard you know all you have to do is go to and sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on use promo code locked on for a 100 deposit match that's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100 match terms and conditions may apply march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And also, thanks for making Locked On Badgers your first listen every day. Make sure to get check. Make sure to check out Locked On Bracket Breakdown March 14th, right here on the Locked On Badgers podcast feed and YouTube channel. And college basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. All right, Ryan. We're going to dive into the Big Ten bracket for the tournament here. It's an interesting bracket. Wisconsin is the two seed uh, due to that the loss against Nebraska, pushing them from the down from the one line. The opportunity here, I believe, the who is their matchup? It is Maryland and they'll play Maryland or Michigan State. Michigan so State. yeah, Michigan State's the seven, Maryland's the ten. They'll play the winner of that. Yeah. So this this is actually a tough matchup for Wisconsin, actually being the two seed mm-hmm. as a the first game. Uh, they struggled with Maryland after coming off to a hot start, only winning that game by a point, and they split with Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I think we can talk about the health of Johnny Davis in, in this and what that would mean. If he does not play, I think it's – I'd be shocked if they take down Michigan State. Um, yeah, I agree. Even Maryland I think they would struggle with because I think Fats Russell is a is a problem for them. He's, he's not the type of guard that Chucky's – really adept at stopping Russell is extremely quick and uh and shifty and Chucky seems to struggle with those guys a little bit keeping them in front of him yeah I mean I think a lot of people right it's one of those things where a lot of people struggle with it yeah uh, he's a very good player yeah I actually don't think either side is, was, would have been particularly easy you know if they had the yeah. one seed it's a little better but you're still playing Michigan or Indiana both teams where also you, you've had some issues with 
Um, we talked about Johnny Davis previously. It sounds like all the smoke seems to indicate he's going to play. Yeah. Now, personally, I don't love it. I would just sit him, but that's something we've already talked about. So it is what it is. Um, and if we do get through um, the the Maryland Michigan State contest on Friday, we're probably going to be playing Purdue, potentially yeah. Ohio State. We're going to play who comes out of that grouping. Purdue's the best team there, so it's very likely. You know, we have that Friday game, and then we have another just physical bloodbath with Purdue on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, and then obviously the championship games on Sunday. So it's it's yeah. a three game gauntlet if you with, make it that far. with potentially Illinois. Yeah, honestly, this, this is again, not this is not what we want to be doing prior to going into that. Like this is no, prime I, for an emotional exhaustion going into the NCAA tournament and setting yourself up to potentially lay an egg. I, that's I don't what I'm like saying. It. I don't like it either. And that's that's one of the the things we wanted to talk about today. Like, does this even matter? Like. You were not fighting for a berth. Seating, seating could be impact. Will will be impacted somewhat by what comes out of this tournament, but not that big. It's not by that okay. much. You, you and I have discussed this. I my view on it personally this year. I'm sorry. The top four seeds. You get you get past the one line, and it's 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 a mishmash of teams. Like they're they're all relatively the same strength. I think anybody that's concerned about seating this year, if you're not on the one line, needs to relax because the reality is, whether you're a three or a two, you're playing a tough team. If yeah. you got to match up with that team, like you're splitting hairs with the twos or the threes. So if you're a two seed, we're getting a really strong three seed this year. If you're a three seed, mm-hmm. you're going to be playing a, a two seed, which is roughly, yep. you know, where you're at. And you're we're not, not going to have be getting, an advantage. Can I just throw, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we're not going to get a one seed, even if we won this tournament. No. At the, the oh, God, no. loss. So it's not no. like, it's not like you can make this run and get yourself onto the one line. I don't think mm-hmm. that's happening no matter what you do. So it, this is where I'm at, dude. And I mean, please tell me I'm wrong. I would just prefer, again, only me, because I don't really care about the Big Ten basketball tournament. I care about March. I care about the regular season a lot more than than the tournament. I would just rest Johnny Davis. And if I lost on Friday, I am honestly totally cool with it. And I'll let the other teams beat themselves up. And I'm going to give myself a week of rest before the, the main tournament starts. This is a shallow team. And I we don't need three games in a row against tough physical opponents. I don't disagree with that. I, you know, we have heard people throw out there that Johnny's obviously going to be leaving and this is mm-hmm. one of the last few opportunities for him to play. I would much rather him put that energy towards a deep run into March. Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you I'll have better memories of that than, mm-hmm. Hey, I won a couple of, you know, I, we didn't, unless they win the big 10 tournament, what is he going to remember from this? I mean, yeah, we, we took down Purdue a third time, you know, yeah. At, unless you win it all, there's, there's just not really anything to take away from it. And I don't know what that means. Like, okay, it's great that you, you shared the regular title and then won the, the big 10 title, but it's, it's effectively, it's a banner that's going to get hung up. But if you want infamy, you have to do it in, in March and you have to do it in the NCAA tournament. And I think every year is a little different, right? Uh, I mean, if this was a year where the team's a little deeper, had more of a bench, the starters hadn't had so many minutes where your star player isn't coming right. off a nagging ankle injury, where maybe you needed to really improve seeding, you're a bubble team. Like yeah. all those factors playing, I'm not saying every year just punt on the tournament. What I am saying is I think this team has a dark horse shot, legitimate dark horse shot of getting to the final four with Johnny Davis, a healthy Johnny Davis. I just, I I, that. that's what I believe. I, I also think that the, the other point that I want to make on that is simply this, this is a year, like I said, where everyone is pretty close together in other years, being a two seed may make a bigger difference. Like it may be the top eight teams are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we go 16 deep this year. There's not a huge drop off because ev- there's a lot of parity in that top group. Like any one of the one seeds could lose to a four seed this year. It would not shock me at all. 
I'd agree with that. Let me let me ask you this one too, just to continue down this topic because it feels like you and I are kind of aligned on this. But I also want to throw this out there. Think of back of the last uh, I don't know 10, 15 years of Badgers basketball. We have some unbelievable teams, right? We've made some great runs. Are there any Big Ten tournament memories that stick out to you? Like any of the March Madness memories? Uh, like, only one, and that was being down by like twelve to Michigan State and coming storming yeah. back with the what was that twenty fifteen? Yep. Yeah, that that one I remember because that they just picked them apart for the end of that game. And that was really, really impressive. This team doesn't have that type of artillery. Like Wisconsin can come back, but to to just pick a team apart like that, they they've only shown it once or twice this entire season where they've gotten on a run where they've just flat out torched a team. Mm -hmm. Artillery is a good word. This team is lacking in some artillery. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, so I just I just don't see the the huge appeal to it, but I do think he's going to play, and obviously, I would if they're going to play, I prefer them to win and not lose. I mean, we'll follow along, obviously, and we'll see yeah. where it goes. I don't think here. Here's Let's, let me flip it this way really quick, and we'll end on this. Maybe is there? Do you believe in a momentum factor of ripping off a couple wins in the Big Ten tournament, carrying over into March Madness? I believe that you need to be playing good basketball, and you need to be locked in intensity wise. I don't think it's necessary that you have to get wins, but you have to have your, your mind right to be ready to play those games. And that's why I said prior to the Nebraska game, I thought their mind was right, where if they would have lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament and they had a good showing, I would have been like, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, I would like to see them rebound from the Nebraska game to show that they're locked in for the, the NCAA tournament. However, I don't think it's one of those things where you need to have three, four games in a row to do it. I think you just need to prove that you're, you're there and you're playing hard and playing good defense. Um, so if they, if they defend much better on, on Friday, it will, it will be all I need to see. Yeah. And I, I would mostly agree with that. I, I also don't think this team really needs to, to build momentum. They've won 25 games this year, 24 games this year. I mean, they have, they've done plenty. Well, they don't need to flip a switch in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, all right, guys, uh, that's going to wrap that segment up. Coming up next, uh, we're going to dive into spring football and just what's a couple of big ticket items, something that you want to see out of spring football, something that intrigues you or that you're hopeful is you're going to uh, kind of start to see shape. Um, and then today's show is also brought to you by a couple more great, great sponsors. Uh, March Madness is only a couple of weeks away from now, and we've talked about it. That means you need to start thinking about where you're going to run your brackets. Are you going for the usual or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework. We are running our brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with the standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers different types of games, Survivor, Pickaxe. They have options to edit scoring, things you can do that you can't do with the, the ESPNs and the CBSs. They offer full customer support, custom branding, and it's one of the easiest setups you're ever going to have. Clearly, this is what we believe in at Locked On. We use Run Your Pool in-house. This is where we're building our brackets. Um, there's no truer test than that. We wouldn't be be throwing it out there for, for you guys if we weren't using it, if we didn't believe in it. So um, join join runyourpool.com, join to play against us, win a cash prize. It's runyourpool.com slash locked on. While you're there, create your own pool for your family and friends. If you enter pure madness at checkout, you get $10 off of your custom pool. All the rules and details are available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Today's show is also brought to you by Bet Online. Football might be over the season. Basketball, though, is in full steam. We talk about it. There's no better spot for March Madness betting for all the action than betonline.com. All the latest odds, totals, player performance props, 
Um, everything down to where, where the next coach is going to get fired, where he's going to land, who the next quarterback to get traded is. BetOnline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. And if you're new to it, if you're just trying to dip your toe in the water, you're excited to try, BetOnline has all your, your newbie information there, podcasts, news, learn the lingo, figure out what a parlay is, figure out, figure out what the spread is, figure out what money line is. It describes all of it right there for you. It's designed for the community. And it's not just basketball. Like I said, it's hockey, it's boxing, UFC. We talked about a Bengals futures the other day, plus 950 to win the AFC with Joe Burrows. These are all available on BetOnline. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Justin, uh, we got spring football coming up. We've started to dive back into football, which we obviously love doing. What's something? I'm just going to kick it to you. Give me some stuff you're looking for from spring football. A big item, two big items. What are you really hoping that comes out of the spring football sure. season? I think the first thing that most people are going to say is, is a quarterback play, whatever. Um, actually, I'm, I'm not even going to go that in depth with it. What I want to hear is I want to hear this year that the offense is moving the football on the defense a little bit. The last couple of years, we've heard almost exclusively how the defense is flat out dominating the offense at times. And I want to hear that that battle is far more balanced this time around. Um, the other thing for me is I want to hear that the offensive line is looking really, really tough. And with Bostead back at offensive line coach, I, I want to hear that there's, it, it seems a bit that there's a difference. I actually think there will be. Um, I, I think in both cases, we'll hear some things that it seems like things are trending in the right direction. Now, because there's going to be some new install, I'm assuming in terms of the, the way we play offense, it may not be a huge departure from where we were at, but some different concepts and things like that. We might not hear it, it might not click instantly, so it might take a while, but I am, that's the big thing. I want to hear that the offense is, you know, showing that it has potentially some explosiveness to it. Yeah, I think, I think those are all, all really good ones um, and ones that I think a lot of people are going to be interested in. Uh, so, I mean, I agree with all that. Like, I, I, I'm interested in literally everything you said as well. I'm going to shift just a little bit to the defensive side. I want to I want to hear about the corners, right? We're replacing mm-hmm. a lot in the secondary in particular. The I think you and I, yeah, the transfers coming in, the people we've lost, Fan Hicks, obviously, Caesar Williams, uh, Scott Nelson. You know, we've lost uh, the grid factory's gone. We've lost a ton of pieces in the secondary. Now we got three transfers coming in. Uh, we're pretty excited about some of those. And um, I'm very I'm very interested also in um, really how the inside linebackers are playing out. You know, we're replacing two studs. I think we have a lot of talent behind those two studs, but we don't really know, quite frankly. You know, there's two NFL guys we're replacing. I don't disagree with that. I, I think that uh, who's the the linebacker that showed really well at middle linebacker last year in spot duty? Played like you talking 30. about Turner? Turner, yes. For some Athletic. reason, Tucker, Tucker kept sticking in my head. Yeah, he looked very quick and instinctive and and was better in coverage than I anticipated. Good eyes, was really adept at kind of following the quarterback. I actually think he's going to be pretty good this year. Um, You've been high on him for a while, if I, have, if I, if I recall. Not, I think we may have the most athletic inside linebacker group that we've had. If we if we if the two starters are who we think they're going to be, if it's, it's Turner and Nam Giametta. Um, those two guys can flat out move and they have some flexibility that, that I don't think Chanel and Sanborn had, but I think Sanborn and Chanel were far more physical than what this group will be. 
Um, yeah, I obviously mean, amazing rushing the passer. Those two, yeah. we will not see that type of pass rush from the group that we have this incoming year. Little Chanel note, by the way, ran a four five seven right at the combine. Four five three. Four five three. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you imagine getting hit by that dude running a four five three. News here coming in uh, just a, a little bit ago. He ran a three point nine four three cone. Stop. He's gonna be a first round pick. I, I mean, know he's gonna mess around. He and ran find himself- a sub seven. Yeah. Three cone and he ran a sub four 20 yard shuttle. Yeah. He, he's going he's, he's gonna to be a first rounder. He's going to mess around and pick, get picked like 27th. I mean, I'm serious. People were, were I, I think that, that the Patriots are going to see that and they're going to go, Oh my God. And they're going to yeah. see that he did 34 reps on the bench press. and They're going to go, he's an absolute brute too. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a total stud. Um, which, which by the way, 34 is actually a step down for Chanel. You know, he's used we, to putting up over 40 plus. So. I do know many people were disappointed he didn't do the bench at the combine. It was it was something a lot of people were looking forward to. He oh. waited until the pro day. Um, oh yeah, if he would have set that record, it would have been like the greatest combine showing ever for yes. a player. <laughs> yes, it would have. He's he's gonna get. He's gonna be a first or second round pick. I mean, he's a total stud, and replacing that's gonna be hard. Yeah. You know, even even if we get a little more athletic, which I, I agree with you, I think Turner is is very athletic, and we don't actually know who the second guy is gonna be. You know. Um, Non-Giametta was hurt a lot last year, so Tatum mm-hmm. Grass played. We're not sure he's going to be that second dude. Uh, could so, be uh, Jake Ratzloff, too. It could be There's Jake guys Ratzloff, that they're very high on. guy. Yep. There's a couple Chaney. guys that could fit into that. Um, I still want to see how they're doing. Like, flashes yeah. is one thing, consistent plays another. And then oh. I think the secondary is really the key to next year's defense, how those pieces slot in. Hunter Wohler should obviously mm-hmm. be a starter. We want to hear about his progression. Mm-hmm. So I'm really interested in the secondary for the defense. And like you said, if I could just take one of your points, I am so interested to see where they're slotting offensive linemen. I know it's not going to be sent stone coming out of spring. I really want to see where the young studs are. I agree with that. There's a ton of depth there. I want to see who they're moving around and who's going where. Um, and I think that's going to be a big deal for the, the offensive linemen um, because I do think that that both that may come in there and have different view of certain guys than what uh, mm-hmm. Joe, than what Joe Rudolph had. So it will be interesting to see if he moves any guys around uh, feels that somebody's more adept. I think the tackle really struggled last year. So I think one thing we're going to hear is him really coming down on those guys. And hopefully the level of play will, will go up quite a bit. Can I give you one more that, sure. that I'm kind of interested in? Um, I'm interested in, in hearing how Deacon Deacon Hills is throwing the ball. If we get any I reports, I want to hear he's pushing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want Mertz to, to just be feel locked in. I want to hear that Deacon Hill, is showing some things that's making them think that, hey, if you don't get it done, we feel confident that he'll get it eventually if we give him some reps out there. You just want some positive yes. uh, momentum for him, right? Yep. And not not that he's going to overtake Mertz. Uh, nobody thinks he's going to overtake Mertz this year, but we just don't – we don't even have the number, the the confidence that we have a, a capable oh, yeah. backup to come exactly. in if, if he gets hurt. And just seeing some progress there I think would be a big step for this offense. I agree. All right. With that, we're going to go ahead and shut her down for the day, everybody. Thanks again for listening and check us out. If you want to email us at lockedonbadgers at gmail.com and at Twitter at lockedonbadgers. Thanks everybody for making Locked on Badgers your first listen every day. Continue tuning into Locked on Badgers for the Badger basketball stretch run into March here and surprising news regarding spring football. Uh, We're going to have that updating shortly. We'll start running through our, our breakdown of positional groups and everything in the next week or two here, giving you an idea where we think things are headed to start the year. And also after us, check out 
your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. Bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts.